Happy Monday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. So glad you're here because it's time for a trip report. We didn't have one of those last week and it just felt a little bit wrong. So today, Amy joins us from out near Boston, Massachusetts to talk about her trip to Walt Disney World, staying in a two-bedroom villa over at the Beach Club and taking her extended family. She went with her mom and her mom's boyfriend and her kids and her husband, and they just had a great time going to all four theme parks. We talk a little bit about Typhoon Lagoon, some great dining, using Genie Plus for the first time, and what it was like to be back to Walt Disney World for the first time since 2019. And they go frequently, but because of COVID, they had to take a long hiatus and what that meant to them. It's a really great show today, a lot of emotion, and I think you're going to enjoy this virtual trip to your favorite place. Don't forget today's show brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. Check them out for all of your Disney trip planning needs. The agents are standing by right now to help you plan the most magical vacation ever to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney. Check them out today over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That one extra click really does help us out. It's BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And finally, a sincere thank you to the patrons of the Be Our Guest Podcast. We could not do this show without you, so thank you so much for your support. If you'd like to join us and get that bonus show called Mike in the Midwest every week, come on over, patreon.com slash Be Our Guest Podcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Welcome to episode 2125 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com. And one of the senior agents over at the Magic for Less Travel. Happy Monday to you. Hope you had a great and, more importantly, cool weekend. I know all across the United States and actually all across Europe, unless you're listening down in the Southern Hemisphere, you have probably sweat off as much uh, excess uh, weight and all that stuff as you do waiting in line for the Jungle Cruise at Walt Disney World in July. It has been crazy most places over the past week or so, so hang in there. Those uh, fall colors, we're praying will be here soon. And for those of you that live in places where it's, you know, like it was in Southern California when I was out at Disneyland a few weeks ago, I don't even want to hear from you. Don't tell me, oh yeah, it was 72 this afternoon and I got to put on a sweatshirt. I don't want to hear from you. It's 87 is like the low right now where I'm at. Mm -hmm. So stop it. We're going to make it through. It's going to be football season before you know it. We're going to enjoy baseball season while it's here. But just hang in there and listen to this show somewhere nice and cool. If you got to be outside, it's in a hammock with your favorite beverage and a fan. Whatever it takes, hang in there. We're getting it through. And we're, we're, we're talking Disney. That's what we're doing. We're heading to Walt Disney World. And we got some a great way to cool off in today's show. So joining us today... From another place, I'm in St. Louis where it's hot. We're heading up to Boston, Massachusetts, that general area up in the Northeast. Amy's joining us today. Amy, how you doing? Thanks for coming on the show. Great. How are you, Mike? I am doing great and uh, sweltering up your way as well, I've heard. Yeah, almost 100. Almost 100 today. Triple digits. Oh, my gosh. So I listened to a couple of podcasts, and uh, one of them I listened to has a gentleman who is in mm -hmm. Boston. And it, shockingly, he lives in an older house, which isn't shocking, I guess, because it's no. older, obviously an older town. But uh, he mm -hmm. does, does not have air conditioning. Um, 
Everybody. Yeah, we're very lucky. We have central AC. We live in a house that was built in 1993, which is new for here. Okay. Um, that, this is a new neighborhood for here, but we're very lucky. But I know a lot of people live in those 1700s, 1800s houses do not. So, yeah, I think that's where he lives in, you know, which is a charming thing to live in. Like I could imagine, yeah. you know, one of these old classic homes, but, mm-hmm. you know, he's doing a podcast and during the podcast, they always tell him to turn the fans off and he's like, I'm not turning the fans off this week because I would be a corpse because <laughs> it's a two-hour show. Yeah. He's like, you're just gonna have to deal with them. Because <laughs> I'm like, I hear you, man. I, I, I can't even put the thermostat above 72 right now, or so I'd be <laughs> done. So anyway, I just wanted. That's I love learning the geography of our listeners and of everybody that tunes into. The, it's just great. So uh, let me let me ask you a couple questions before we get into the Disney trip because that's what I want to talk about. But first of all, how did you become a Disney fan and how did you find us and how'd you get into all this Disney stuff? So my family's history with Disney goes back pretty far. Um, In 1970, when my parents were dating, my dad was um, on strike from his job. And he had a friend from the Navy who called him up and said, I heard Walt Disney's building something down in Florida. Let's go try to get jobs. Um, So he took a road trip and he went down there and he couldn't get a job. Everything was, you know, all the jobs were taken by the time he got down there. He stayed down there for about two and a half weeks. Um, And... You know, but that's where his love for wanting to be at Disney World came in. And my parents went two times in the 70s before I was born. And then um, I went about five times in my childhood, stayed at Fort Wilderness a lot. We loved Fort Wilderness as a kid. Um, A lot of my childhood memories come from Fort Wilderness. And, um, you know, then, you know, sort of you lose touch with it in the the later teen college years. My husband and I took a random impulsive trip one time down to pop century um before we had kids and got bit by the bug um a few few years later had kids and we had one really epic winter here where we had about 10 15 snow days and they were all in about a three four week period and that's when i bought dvc i got really bored (laughs) and i bought i said i need to get out of here i need to get out of the cold and i bought a dvc contract and here we are you know what? I think the same thing happened to Pam Forrester in Pittsburgh. She gets those gray mm-hmm. streaks there where it's super cold. Yeah. She never sees the sun. And she's like, yeah, I think that's she bought a contract once. I'm not kidding. I think the exact that's same what thing happens. happened to her. DVC, DVC likes that cold weather up north, yeah. I guess. That's mm-hmm. a big uh, draw for them. Okay. Let me ask you about that, too, because um, you've been going for a longer period of time, mm-hmm. and you've seen a lot of changes since you mm-hmm. started going as a kid. And, you know, I think everybody kind of loses touch with Disney there during those teen years yeah. and those college years and so forth. But if you could go back in time during this 50th anniversary celebration of Walt Disney World, what what's one thing that's gone away that maybe you're really nostalgic for that you would bring back if you could, like a promotion or an attraction or a restaurant or anything from the past that you really personally had a connection with that you're just really sad is not there anymore? The Dreamfinder. I miss him so much. <laughs> I loved that was my attraction when I was little. That's what I loved. I love classic Epcot. I love the um you know, that 80s feeling of the classic Epcot. It's so nostalgic, and I, I want the Dreamfinder back. What do you think about the direction Epcot's going now as far as, you know, what you've seen so mm-hmm. far with, uh, you know, Cosmic Rewind is now mm-hmm. in the place of Ellen's Energy Adventure. Yeah. They're redoing the middle of Future World, well, what used to be Future World. They've brought Ratatouille back to mm-hmm. uh, France. I mean, what, what are your thoughts in general of, of the direction of Epcot now? So far, I love it. Um, so far, I feel it really connects to a younger audience, kids who are going now. I think that if they kept it the same, it would have gotten stale. Um, and I love to see them sort of blending the classic touches 
um, you know, this year, you know, at the um, Festival of the Arts, we were down there, all the figment stuff, blending that in with the new things that are happening. I like that Cosmic Rewind. I haven't been on it yet, but I like that it has that little nod to Waltz mm -hmm. in it and, you know, all of that. I think it's, you know, I think it's a good blend. I think it really is. And I'm really happy. I, um, we were there right before Cosmic Rewind and right before Connections opened, um, the, the cafe, the eatery. Um, so we were there right before all that opened, but um, it's yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see. Yeah, it's 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 weird because you know for those of us that get to go a little bit more often, it's mm -hmm. it's piecemealing, right? I mean, you go down, you get yeah. to see Creation Shop one time, and then mm -hmm. you know, then Club Cool's open, and then you know, yeah. like I said, the Connections Cafe, then Cosmic Rewind. Mm -hmm. But I think the people who go maybe once every three years, five years, mm -hmm. you're going to get to see like wham, Epcot has yeah. totally changed, and I don't know what's better or worse, you know, mm -hmm. if you get to see because. You know, I think you're going to get to see the more complete picture if you stay away for five years and then go back and you don't have to see like all the dirt that we've seen. And, yeah. you know, a couple of years ago, just a walk through Future World, it felt like they were walking you through. I don't know, like you had to walk all the way around the big parking lot to get, you know, to get around over by Test Track mm -hmm. and all that. So it is interesting, though, and it, it's an evolution. It's like Walt said, you know, Disneyland was never going to be a park that was complete. And I think that's yeah. how they look at all the parks. So. We shall see, but let's jump into the trip you were just speaking of. So give us the background on the trip we were, we're going to talk about today. So mm -hmm. you, you mentioned in your notes your cast. So tell us the cast, when you were yeah. down, and, and where'd you stay? Sure. So this was a multi-gen trip. Um, this trip sort of came about, we were last down before this in February of 2019, and we had planned to skip 2020, which was Good call. Fort fortunate. <laughs> um, but we ended up skipping 2021 as well. So this trip was sort of planned. Um, in we started planning this trip around April and May of 2021, um, and it was my mother. My mother's in her 70s. She actually lives with us. Um, we call her Non, and um, her boyfriend Pa. Um, who's a great figure in our family. We all love him and he's a huge part of our lives. Um, and then it was myself and my husband and our two kids, um, Charles is 10, Eliza's five. Um, and we came from, um, we flew out of Manchester, New Hampshire, which is a little bit closer for us than Boston. Um, and it's a nice, small, cute airport. It's easy to navigate with kids. Um, and we flew out of there with, they have a great, um, they have a great moose sculpture right in the front. So we, every time we fly there, we got to get a picture with the moose. Got to okay. get a picture with the moose. Okay, so now, now I'm picturing a very small airport. <laughs> it's very small. Yes, it's very small. Um, and we flew out of there and we stayed at a two-bedroom beach club villa. Um, wow. We had some points left over from the pandemic and we decided let's do it up in style. And um, so we did seven nights at the beach club villa, which was awesome. Okay, so first of all, let me send a shout out to Charles and Eliza for listening to the show. I appreciate y'all listening to the show. It means a lot mm -hmm. to me. I love when families can listen together. Thank you so much for listening. That That is awesome. And mm -hmm. let me let me ask you too about this. As far as, I, I, I always kind of want to, I'm always so curious about this personally because I'm a travel planner. That's what I do professionally for mm -hmm. a living. When you guys were putting this trip together, because you're all Disney fans, right? I mean, mm -hmm. you guys you guys know your stuff. What does it look like in your family, especially since your mom lives with you? Everybody's kind of in the same. Is it is it over the dinner table? Is it kind of a continuous like it, it's always like you're molding, you're always working the plans? Is it is it something in the car you're talking about, or is there a spreadsheet that everybody's kind of Google like modifying? What, what's it kind of look like for your planning, like mission control for your family? It's sort of all of that. I'm the main planner, um, and because we had a 
big group going this time, we decided to do more family meetings. Um, so what we ended up doing was we ended up having like pizza nights, nice. you know, <laughs> pasta nights, taco nights. And I ended up making um, PowerPoint presentations <laughs> for the whole family. And I'm going through them, clicking next slide, next slide. But, um, you know, my mom hadn't been in about five years and pa hadn't been back since his grandkids were smaller so he you know they definitely needed a refresher they had never stayed over by the boardwalk area before either of them so they, they had no idea what they were about to walk into in terms of that space so they needed a quick refresher and so we did we did powerpoint presentations and then with the kids a lot of it is planning in the car while we're listening to your show we listen to your show and we hear mike say something and they say oh i want to do that they hear ricky say something and they say oh we have to do that ricky said careful, so careful if you follow ricky's advice that could be you know <laughs> saying i mean it's usually good but uh, i could get you in trouble i mean i'm telling you putting stuff in purses i'm just saying don't do it <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so let me ask you this. Okay, so we, because I want to, you got a lot, and I want to make sure we get this all in here before mm-hmm. we run out of time, because we haven't even started talking about the trip yet. We're <laughs> 10 minutes in. But give us the review of the Beach Club Villa, because mm-hmm. I, I've stayed Beach Club, I've stayed Yacht Club. I love the, I'll say the boardwalk. I love yeah. that area, and I love these resorts. These, I mean, mm-hmm. these are definitely deluxe resorts. And of course, the draw of Beach and Yacht is Stormalong Bay, mm-hmm. but I haven't stayed at the villa's side of Beach mm-hmm. Club. So, and you had the two bedroom and I mean, that is just an awesome accommodation. I've seen it. I've never stayed mm-hmm. there. So how did it work in practice for your multi-generational yeah. trip? It was amazing. Um, it was wonderful to have the two bedroom. Um, my mom and pa had one room. We had the other, we didn't even have to sleep the kids in the living room. So we had enough room for everyone to be sleeping in a bedroom. Um, the full kitchen worked out great. We ended up getting a lot of takeout and a lot of you new know, to-go meals, and we were able to put them in the fridge and have them later, sit around as a family at the table and eat, um, go out on the balcony. Um, it's just such a beautiful resort. You walk in and you just feel like you're at home. You know, I'm from New England and you know Boston, right. and it looks just like the seaside resorts I grew up going to in Maine. Um, like when you first walk up, I said to my mom, we're back in Maine. Um, it's so beautiful. And then you, the villas are just so luxurious and spacious and accommodating. Um, but one thing I loved was that you can sit around the table together as a family and have a meal yes. or go sit on, on the balcony. We spent one afternoon, my son and I, just snacking on some Wookiee cookies we took back from the studio, sitting on the balcony and watching a family of turtles just play. Yep. And that's that's sort of the magic of DVC for me. Mm-hmm. is the family aspect that you can do those things. That's the thing. I mean, and, and I've, I've shared this story before, but I've, mm-hmm. we've stayed in a two bedroom one time and it was, we shared it with the gardeners with Scott's mm-hmm. family. Um, we, we, we did a cruise together, one of the podcast cruises. And then either before or after, I can't remember. We, we had the two bedroom villa. Uh, he's a DVC member. So like I gave him half the money and he's points and mm-hmm. we figured it out. And we stayed there for like three or four nights. And it was, it was so strange because it totally changes how you do your Walt Disney World vacation. Cause like we thought we'd be going, you know, here, there and everywhere. And what we ended yeah. up doing was we got groceries and then we ended up one night baking cookies in the oven, sitting yeah. around on, cause there was a deck cause it was a two bedroom. And it was, a, there was mm-hmm. a deck, like a patio, like a, like, it wasn't a patio cause it was on the second floor. It was mm-hmm. like a deck and it overlooked a green on the golf course. And we just sat out there and ate homemade like Toll House cookies and watched people put out like right before sunset. And yeah. we did, I mean, that was to us because we don't get that much time together because he's in Michigan, we're in Missouri. Mm-hmm. We, we loved it. Like we got to, yeah. you know, we played cards, 
And mm-hmm. you don't think of going to Walt Disney World to do stuff like that to catch up as a family, but it was so relaxing. Yeah. And it was, do we want to go to the Magic Kingdom? I mean, the Magic Kingdom's awesome. Epcot's awesome. Mm-hmm. But we were just having such a great time with our Nestle Toll House break and bakes, you know, and just uh, we had cinnamon rolls in the morning, you know, instead of like yep. rushing to a food court. We just popped them in the oven. Everybody grabbed them, you know, from the island and as we got up. And it is, it's so bizarre because... It, it instantly feels super homey when you're in those those villas. And you, you totally said that. I mean, it seems seems like it was true for you. Yeah, it's the same. It gives me the same feelings I had as a child at Fort Wilderness. The same sort of you're in your own con- contained space within. It's a vacation within Disney. So yeah. it's another it's another vacation. All right. So let's talk about you guys. So you get there, you get settled in. How mm-hmm. do you get rolling with the actual trip, though? You guys want to go yeah. see the theme parks. But do you go to the theme parks right away or how does how does things get going once you get settled into the room? You know, we got there right away. And as soon as we got to the um, to the beach club, everyone was starving. So um, we walked over and we had a great meal. Um, oh, I'm blanking on the name of the place now. It's the brewery over on the boardwalk. Oh, Big River. Yeah, right. there. Yeah. yeah. Sat outside on the boardwalk watching the people go by. I had a great meal over there. We had, I think I had fish tacos. There were salads. People were having salads. It was unbelievable. Um, and it was just so relaxing. And then of course, as soon as we were done, the kids wanted to immediately be in Epcot. So since it's right there, we had, you know, th- we had, that was our park reservation for the day. Um, so we went over there and, you know, immediately got on my mom's favorite ride, Soren. So it was a great way to kick off the trip. She, she got on her favorite ride. The kids got to be in Epcot and just really kick off the trip really nicely. And that walk over is so beautiful and relaxing. Everyone really enjoyed that. And what, again, what time of the year was this? I can't, I forget. This was February. It. So this okay, was the week, the week of Valentine's day. We were there for Valentine's day. Um, and so the weather was absolutely beautiful. I said, cause I mean, I, I go down for Princess and I found out because I had never run Princess except a couple of years ago. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, February is the no wonder spring trainings in Florida. You know, that yeah. time of the year, it is. I mean, you can't beat it. Like, it's fine. Like, I, you know, because for folks where we're from, you haven't mm-hmm. seen anything green in like six yeah. months, you know, and like all of a sudden yeah. everything's green. You got like mm-hmm. warm breezes instead of stuff that's cut you in half with a wind chill. It's, yeah. it's just delightful. February, yeah, yeah, I, oh, my gosh, you're right. My son said we walked into Epcot and he was like, is this real? Is this really happening? I can't believe this is happening. And I was like, this is real. We're here. We're not in the frozen tundra anymore. That is awesome. I like it, though. You got a little taste of an attraction over there at Epcot. I got to walk through. Yeah. It looks like you guys went to Hurricane Hannah's and kind of chilled yeah. out there. And you and you kind of wrapped up the day over there with Storm Along Bay because, I mean, yeah. you, you got to do it, right? I mean, it's that. Oh, you got to get in, especially the kids. They, they, you know, they weren't going to get through that first day without a dip in no. Stormalong Bay, three or four trips down the slide. We got some cocktails and some dinner and sat outside and it was just absolutely lovely. I have to tell you, they did not have the Buffalo chicken wrap. That's okay. Because that thing was so hot when I had it, 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 it might've been, it might be doing time because it might've been convicted of a felony because it could have killed somebody. I'm just saying. Uh. That thing was smoking hot, and it almost killed me. So I could oh ma- at least manslaughter. I mean, that <laughs> thing was that thing was mean. Yeah, <laughs> that was not good. Okay, so the next day, though, you're kind of your your first like real. We're yeah. getting there, and we're going. But here's what shocks me, because I thought you'd be like, "Up, oh, we're out of here." Yeah. You you did it right, though. You guys on your Magic Kingdom day, because yeah, I still think you gotta go Magic Kingdom first. But you kind yeah. uh, you you are you are. But I mean, kind of cheated. But it's okay. You're mm-hmm. you're walking in the back door of Epcot. Um, it's fine. But you guys use mobile order and got some Mickey waffles in yeah. bed. I gotta give you the yes. bell. I gotta give you the bell on that. That's a great, great. <laughs> that, that's awesome. <laughs> it was the, 
ultimate power move. <laughs> you wake up and you know you 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 have to you have to be up to get that genie plus anyways, right? So you wake up and you you know and you can just mobile order. You can get that Friar's Nook and that Sleepy Hollow before you even get in the park. And the greatest thing was you know go into a few attractions. That was the only day we rope dropped, by the way. That was the only day we made it to rope drop. And um, I'm turning into Ricky, but um, you know go in, do a few attractions, enjoy ourselves, and then. You know, look at the kids say, are you hungry? They say, yeah. And I'm like, remember those waffles? Boom. Here we go. Right. It was great. So now it looks like you guys had Genie Plus, right? Was this mm-hmm. was this your first experience with Genie Plus yeah. on this trip? So, I mean, I love honest reviews. I mean, mm-hmm. they'll just jump to it overall. What did you think of the whole experience? It changed the game for me, um, for the way that I do Disney now. I don't think I would go without it. Um, and it this is controversial. I think this is going to be, you know, a hot take. Um, but I, it, it did, it replaced rope drop for me in a way, um, that I didn't expect it to. We didn't rope drop like we used to. Um, we also had access to deluxe hours, but combining, you know, a couple, we didn't have genie plus every day. So combining a couple days of genie plus some, um, individual lightning lane attractions, whatever they call them, the fancy rides Mm -hmm. and, um, and the deluxe hours, I just, it was a lot easier to not rope drop than it was to try to be there super early. So it changed the game for me. I enjoyed it a lot. I mean, obviously I know people, you know, fast pass, fast pass plus was included. Um, and people, you know, it's hard to pay for something that once was included, but I think the genie plus, it gave me an opportunity to go on rides that I skipped a lot with fast pass plus. I never went on Navi river journey before. And this was the first time I ever did it because Genie Plus made that possible without waiting in a line. That's so, good, good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it's it is one of those things. I mean, and I think we're going to see exactly the strategy that you employed moving forward mm-hmm. because, you know, we could have added it as part of a package until yeah. June eighth. You know, before they started selling the twenty three packages, and a lot of folks would just add it for the length of their tickets, so you'd have it every day. But I think a lot of folks yeah. are going to do exactly it's it's going to be a mix match. Like I might use it for day two, day six, and day nine. Mm-hmm. And then the other days, you know, I might rope drop this day and I might just t- chill out at the pool this day. I think we're going to see a lot of mixing and matching. You know, maybe one day we'll just buy a couple of individual lightning lanes and call it a day. Yeah. I think that's a good strategy. Just kind of have a goal for the day. Like, what are we looking for today? It's going to be a chill day. We need to sleep in. We've been going hard for a few. I, I like that idea. So th- yeah. th- let me ask you about this this morning at the Magic Kingdom where you did rope drop. It looks like space mm-hmm. was down. That's kind of your first goal. But yeah. overall, it looks like you got a lot done. Yeah. Except for Haunted Mansion looks like scared your daughter. Um, <laughs> that's okay. It scares Ricky. So th- th- they're soulmates. Um, so like, did you, did you feel like you got a lot done? Cause you guys bounced out and went back to storm along Bay after a while. Yep. But I mean, how long did you stay in the park and did you think you got plenty done or what'd you think? Yeah. I mean, it was a really productive morning. It felt good. We were, you know, we were just so, you know, just you walk in seeing the 50th anniversary castle. It just knocked my socks off. That was enough um, right there. But, you know, we were able to do Jungle Cruise. I have to look at my notes again, but we were able to do, you know, quite a few rides that morning before leaving in the afternoon um, to, you know, hit Storm Along Bay. I thought that it was a pretty productive morning. Um, we, we watched the cavalcade from outside of Haunted Mansion, and that was really fun. Like, I didn't expect to find the cavalcades as charming as I did. They were... Um, I like the idea they pop up. I like the idea that they go quickly. You don't have to wait for a parade. Um, yeah, so we did We did about three, four rides that morning. And then, you know, my philosophy is as soon as they get hot, as soon as they get cranky, as soon as they get, you know, overstimulated, 
we leave. We go, we hit the pool. That should be everybody's philosophy, people. Yeah. Everybody, when you're, when your kids, when you, when I get cranky and hot and hungry, I leave. Like we should all leave when we get that yeah. way. Just saying, go ahead. <laughs> but the nice part was like when we came back um, to Stormalong Bay, I could keep using Genie Plus sitting there watching my kids go down the water slide and stack lightning lanes for the night. And so that really made that day really productive because when we got back, I had like three or four different lightning lanes that I had stacked during the day. And we were able to hit like three or four rides. And then we even cut out of the park early that day. And we had had no Hana's reservation. Um, but someone in our party has had gastric bypass in the past. And, you know, we had gone back and forth. Do you want to do it? Do you not want to do it? And at, the, at one point, I think we decided nobody wanted to do it. So we had canceled that and we just went to Captain Cook's. We mobile ordered. We sat outside with cocktails and Dole Whips and Captain Cook's and watched the fireworks. And it was magical. <laughs> and you probably saved a ton of money. And the problem is when I go to Ohana, I love Ohana. I haven't been there in a few years, but one, it is super expensive. But also, because I think the last time I went was over, it was the day after we ran. It might have been the day we ran the marathon with a big group of the lizards. And problem is, I have no discipline. I ate so much. I was in pain for like 12 hours. Like, Captain Cook's gives you a reasonable amount of food. Yep. That's, that's all food I need. Like, I just, I don't need to eat everything to keep bringing. Like, I, I you know, I go to a Brazilian mm -hmm. steakhouse and I can't turn the thing to red. Like, I just keep yeah. it on green. I'm, I'm stupid. Um, okay, so, but that, I loved how you wrapped up this day, though, because you guys were doing all these attractions and you mm -hmm. used Genie Plus to stack your lightning lanes to have a good evening when you bounce back into the park after swimming. But then you guys, Captain Cook's over at the Polynesian, but it looks like you saw Enchantment from over there with yeah. Dole Whips, cocktails, and then his Uber back to the back to the beach club. I mean, that's yeah. kind of avoiding all of the, 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 you know, the work you have to put into a fireworks show, you know, dealing with crowds, yeah. dealing with buses, dealing with all that. And you guys kind of navigated your way right around <laughs> that, you know, that uh, that problem. Yeah, I don't love crowds. They're not, it's not my favorite. So that was you know, a strategy that I found worked for us best in terms of um, enchantment, especially. And, you know, I liked the show. It's not my favorite. I'm, 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 you know, you always say um, happily ever after was your show. Wishes was mine. So, um, but it was, it was, I liked that experience of watching it from the poly. It was, you know, they had games for the kids that were going on out on the lawn and my daughter and participated for like 40 minutes before the fireworks. So it was just a really nice relaxing way to enjoy the fireworks in the evening. It is. It's a great way. I mean, you, some people just think, oh, well, I got to be in the park to see, like to have mm -hmm. the energy. But you get over there and you're like, oh, well, you don't have the same energy, but you also yeah. are just chilling. Like, I mean, yeah, it's, just, exactly. it's like a VIP. Like you get over it pretty quickly <laughs> when you're like, yeah, but I don't have 20,000 people breathing down my neck. It's pretty yeah. nice. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the next day, it looks like you guys went over to Animal Kingdom. Like you said, you got up at 7 a.m., booked your, nav uh, your um, flight of passage, actually, sorry, for the yeah. afternoon. And got your Genie Plus for Navi. So mm -hmm. how did the day go over at uh, Animal Kingdom? This was a really fun day. Um, you know, one thing that was really cool at Animal Kingdom this day was that they had so many unique photo pass opportunities that I, I hadn't seen before. Um, sort of with um, in Pandora and um, outside of the park, they had um, one of those big cardboard cutout things. We were able to get a ton of great pictures over in um over in Animal Kingdom that day. It was just really fun. And um, Pa is a, um, he's a kite enthusiast. He has kites going back to the 1940s. Oh my um, gosh, this was like heaven for him. Kite so tails. This, he, was the, he was the person they made kite tails for. So This is his we show. Able, yeah, it was his show. It really was. So we were able to go and watch kite tails 
um, in between the rides. Um, you know, of course, everyone loved Flight to Passage. Everyone loved trying the Pongo Lumpia. Everyone loved Navi River Journey. I loved Navi River Journey. Um, my first time, but Kite Tales, it just, it was our show. We were so all so into it. He was explaining the mechanisms of the stunt kites and how they have to have such upper arm strength to do them. And it was, it was really great for us to go see that. So that was a real highlight of our trip. That is so cool to hear. Cause it, I mean, I, I never got to see it cause I don't go to animal. I go to animal kingdom when I have a longer trip. I tend to not go there on the race weekends mm-hmm. when I have like three or four days. I usually just yeah. focus on magic kingdom and Epcot studios too. But, um, I wish I could have seen it, you know, and I, I still may, I don't know, but yeah. it, it, it's just kind of a joke, but I'm glad he enjoyed it. That is awesome. Um, yeah. you guys looks like you had, uh, one of the places that I used to go to all the time until, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Setuli Canteen came online. It looks like you guys had flame tree. How was that? Yeah. We had decided again, I think this was another day. We had another table service booked that we just decided we weren't interested in canceled that and went over to flame tree and had, you know, it was, it's just nice to sit outside over there. It's relaxing. Um, We weren't really on a schedule with it. And, you know, we were able, but the nice thing was, is that while we were getting onto the safari, I could mobile order it. So as soon as we got off the safari, it was bingo, bango, go get food. And it made it really smooth for everyone. Um, You know, they were able to put in what they wanted while we're on the safari and we were able to just go quickly get it. So that was, I loved mobile ordering this trip. I think I came up with a mantra. If if I can't mobile order, it's not for me. (laughs) No, you know, I'm with you. Like mobile, here's the thing though. I liked mobile ordering before mobile ordering was a thing. Like before, like COVID made it a thing, right? I mean, you had to mobile order once the parks reopened, you know, July of 2022. Like that was how you got your food. But mm-hmm. you could mobile order like a year before that, but hardly anybody did it. And it yeah. was like the total hack because 98% of the people are standing in line and you're walking up like, yeah, here's my, here's my food. You know, like what, what's, <laughs> what's up with that guy? Why is he getting his food? Didn't he pay for it? You know, no, yeah. I pay for it on the app, but now everybody uses it. But you know, so it's not quite as cool mm-hmm. as it was, but yeah, you're exactly right. Again, it's one of those things. It's kind of like Genie Plus where you are, it's almost like standing in line in two different places at the same time, mm-hmm. right? You're, you're, yep. you're, you're putting a place in line for your food while you're sitting mm-hmm. on the safari at the same time, enjoying an attraction. We, we, we had that discussion when we were at Disneyland because we used Genie Plus a lot out there and it worked great. I mean, yeah. it was, and it was the great part about that was you don't even have to get up early at Disneyland to do oh. it. Like it, it starts as soon as you touch your, uh, touch into the park in the morning that's when you can make oh, your first nice. one so you don't you know but it, yeah. it's also a disadvantage like one day we didn't go in until like 10 and i was the only one that didn't go in and we were trying to make them for everybody i'm like dude mm-hmm. i'm not in the park yet i gotta go over so i just ran over and went in <laughs> okay so um so that evening looks like you guys wrapped it up at epcot with some fish and chips oh, oh yeah i <laughs> love my fish and chips yeah. and harmonious we- though yeah, um, that was our first time seeing Harmonious. We love the fish and chips over in Epcot. That's been our thing since my husband and I were first went over there, first went over to Disney for the back for the first time, those fish and chips. Um, so we had to get it. Um, my son is a huge fish and chips guy. He loves fish and chips. So Smart kid. Love yeah, and he had to try chips. it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're, we're seafood people. So he um, he had to try it over there and it was great. We you know, just like you said, sitting outside, watching the world go by with your fish and chips. It doesn't get better than that. Um, and, you know, we um, harmonious that night. It was actually interesting because my we split my husband took my um, my daughter and I took my son. And I think it was this the night. Oh, this was, yeah, this was deluxe hour night. Yeah, it looks this like the it's night. The, in your notes, it says, looks like you had deluxe hours right yeah, after this. But this was also the night that um, the figment buckets came back. Oh man, you were yeah. there. You were there. Oh, I was God. there and I got two. So, oh, really? 
they okay. came back as a mobile order item. Um, so you could mobile order them. And so my son and I went to go pick up the figment buckets. And I have to tell you, this is a funny story. You know, the stormtroopers on um, Rise? Yes. How they're all lined up in that uh -huh. room? Yes. So my, my son hadn't been on Rise before, but he had seen like a few clips of it. And when you walked into the room to pick up your figment, they were all lined up like the stormtroopers. I saw that picture on social yes. media. Yes, I saw. <laughs> I was like, what's happening here? It was in a building that was all lit up purple. Everything was purple. It was wild. Here's the good news. You have two of those popcorn buckets. Your kids can go to college. <laughs> <laughs> I won't let them eat the popcorn. The popcorn's still sealed in the bag. I'm like, this is a collector's item popcorn. Yes, it is. If they would have stopped selling them after that day, your kids could have gone to any school in the yes. world. It's like, that's, this is your college fund. Just look at it. Do not touch Figment. He is valuable. <laughs> yes. Then you walked in the room and saw eight billion of them. <laughs> They're like an army. You're like, oh, it was man. that was something else. But um, <laughs> we had to carry them around for the rest of deluxe hours. But it was really worth it. Yeah. So we ended up. My son and I watched Harmonious from one side of the World Showcase, and um, my husband and my daughter watched it from the other. And they were saying, "Oh, you missed the best parts," and blah blah blah. So we had we did go back another night to see it all together, but. Yeah, and then what was smart, though, was that my son and I watched Harmonious from right in front of Frozen Ever After. So as soon as Deluxe Hours started, we just we just, we just waited for them to come over, turned around, and walked right in. So nice. it was really, it was call. great, because we were able to, we walked on four big heavy hitters that night, and it was so fun. I mean, by the end of the night, we were limping. <laughs> we were so tired with these big figments around our neck. <laughs> we were laughing. That's what I was going to ask like this whole day because Animal Kingdom itself is such a huge yeah. park and it tends to be kind of a hot experience if it's a sunny day mm -hmm. and you guys were going pretty hard over there and then you went over to Epcot mm -hmm. and extra extra evening hours and you're doing all this. I mean, and you know, you, you have your mom with you and her, you know, her boyfriend. I mean, it, you guys have a lot of stamina to, to keep up with. I mean, it's, it, and the they kids, have a the lot of too. stamina. They did cut out on us for a while on um, that night. They, I think, I think that might have been the night that they went over to um, the. They were either at the boardwalk or they were over at um, um, downtown Disney, um, Disney Springs. But we, um, you know, we had a lot of fun that night. But yeah, it was a long day for sure. At the end of the night we got a little extra sprinkle of magic. Um, we got off Remy's about three minutes before the park closed and the girl looked at us and said, do you want to get back on? So we were able to turn around and run right back through the queue and be the nice. last people on Remy's that night. So that was really special. That is it cool. was really cool. Because yeah. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff they should do because like, it's not yeah. hurting them. They're not going, they're not rushing out of there. They got to do stuff. Come on. And my, that, my husband said that was his favorite ride of the whole trip. So. Really? That's awesome. Yeah. He, love he loved it. Cool. Cool. Yeah. All right. So, I want to make sure we get all this in because we have about sure. 15 minutes. We got about a bajillion things to talk about. So yeah, I know. When you went over to the studios. Let's talk about the studios time. I know you guys did droid depot. So yeah. I want to talk about that. Cause we don't get to talk about that very much here just because I'm a star Wars fan and I want to make a droid and I never have. So tell me, tell me about it. How was that? Oh, it was so fun. My son um, does Lego robotics. He's on a competitive Lego robotics team. I taught that when I was a teacher. That's one did of the you? things I taught Lego robotics. Exactly. Yeah. That's first Lego league. Yep. And yeah, he absolutely loved it. And he felt that this was right up the same alley as the Lego robotics in terms of picking the pieces and, you know, getting it all set up and deciding what the personality was going to be like. It was right up his alley. He absolutely loved it. My daughter thought it was hysterical. She just, I mean, I think she giggled the whole time because <laughs> they really, you know, they make you feel like you're you're really creating this living thing almost. Um, but it was one of my sons that and playing the app, the Play Disney app inside the, um, inside Batu, 
Inside Galaxy's Edge, where those are two of my son's favorite experiences at, at the studios. He absolutely loved both of those. So yeah, it was great. They, they really, they really, you know, they talked to the kids and they showed them how to use the little screwdriver and get it in. And, um, and then afterwards they have that little play pad outside. So they got to sit outside at night and everything was lit up and the droids are all talking to each other and That's they're so, playing. I've seen yeah, that. Was, I've seen that. It makes me so jealous. Like, I need a, I need a droid. And like, yeah. I, I you do need, need a droid. <laughs> no, cause if I can roll it in, I'm like I'm lucky enough to get to go down for all the races I do. If I come, I t- I'm telling you about, <laughs> I, Cause I know when, you know, it's like pressure luck, right? The old game show. Like, you know, it's like yeah. that one more spin, you'll hit the whammy. Like if whammy. I come rolling in, the, you know, from January and I, if I come home with anything other than my medals, if I come <laughs> rolling in with like a lightsaber or a droid, yeah. I'm toast. Like, I just, <laughs> <laughs> like that's, like that's how you know it's a good marriage. Like, you know, mm-hmm. your limits. Like I just, I'm getting away with getting to go down and run in January while she stays home and works. If I roll in with a lightsaber, she'll, I'll be ending up like, uh, with the, with the guy that, uh, uh, what's his face stabbed in episode one. I'll have a hole. In oh so. yeah. <laughs> I don't want that. Okay. So over the studios though, what were some of your favorite attractions? Anything surprise you like the, the new stuff, like Mickey and Minnie's runaway railway, yeah. slinky dog, anything like that. What'd you think? We all loved Mickey and Minnie's runaway railway. This was, um, it was, you know, I wasn't a great movie ride person. I could have taken it or left it. Other people love it. Not my thing. Um, so I was excited about it. I liked, you know, I liked all the little Easter eggs and the silly nods in it. I thought it was really fun. Um, my son's first time on um, Slinky Dog ever. He he skipped it the last trip, so this was his first time on it ever. So he had, it was great. We, that was big deal. We all absolutely loved it. Um, and you know, I think it was nice because it had been such a long time since we've been over. You know, to Disney, it had been you know for us three years is a huge amount of time. So there was a so so much new in the studios. It was surprising how much we got to really see and do. I don't think it was that day, but it was another day where we walked on to um, Millennium Falcon at night, right before the park closed. And my daughter, we were so tired. And they said to us, do you want to go? Who wants to drive up and down? Who wants to drive left and right? Well, we put Eliza on left and right, but she doesn't know her left from her right. And I don't, I don't she, think it matters because I've done that job and it was ugly. So, and I have a driver's she, license. We crashed that Millennium Falcon. We, Honda was so mad at us. We, we did, and to this day, that's one of the best family stories we're still talking about is, you know, Eliza crashed the Millennium Falcon and she's still she's still laughing about it. So it was a that was a real fun time. All the new rides there were really great. Eliza, don't sweat it. You're fine. I can't fly <laughs> that thing either. It's a pretty ship, but I can't fly it. It's hard to fly. You're good. Okay. So but you guys also ate at 50s. That's one of my favorite. It's my wife's yeah. favorite restaurant at Walt Disney World. I love mm-hmm. it, too. It was it a good experience for some place you go back to. Yeah, we've been there before and we actually had a reservation for sci-fi and something happened. Like they closed the restaurant down for some time that day. So we got a thing in our, um, in my, you know, I got a push notification from um, Disney and I was like, oh no, where are we going to eat? But they had walk-ups available all day at, at um, 50s and it was great. You know, I think my mom and her boyfriend really appreciated that, seeing all the nostalgia um from the time when they were kids and getting to, you know, remember, Oh, remember this, my mom had this, your mom had that, blah, blah, blah. Um, you remember going, you know, remember seeing this on TV. They really enjoyed that. My son loves history. He's just a complete history kid. And, um, so that was really cool for him too, was to see all the nostalgic things in there. And I got that fried cheese appetizer as my meal. That is out of this world. (laughs) 
I mean, <laughs> fried cheese. I mean, yeah. <laughs> come on now. And, and it's got the <laughs> dipping crostini. Oh, so good. So good. Again, sorry if you're on the treadmill right now. We, I mean, <laughs> you know what you're going to get when you listen to the show. It's always going to get back to food. So yeah. this is how it is. Walt, this is where we go down to eat. Okay, so um, let me ask you a couple of things. So you mentioned that you got to do those evening deluxe hours over at Epcot. You also did them at the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Is it, did you feel the same? This is kind of the consensus I'm getting from the folks that have done them. I have not done them yet. Mm-hmm. Is that you get more bang for your buck, obviously, at the Magic Kingdom mm-hmm. because, you know, the attractions are closer together. Yeah. It's more, it's just a denser set of attractions. Is mm-hmm. that what you felt too? I think we did one more attraction at the Magic Kingdom than we did at Epcot. I don't think, I think, well, we did Space Mountain twice. I don't think that they, I think that, I don't think it was that much of a bigger bang for your buck. I think that um, you had to be really strategic about it. You had to think about it strategically at Epcot. Like we positioned ourselves in front of Norway so that we knew we could go over to test track so that, you know, we, so that we knew where we were able to go next. Um, Whereas the magic kingdom, it's like being a kid in a candy store, you know, you just run from one thing to the next, to the next. And, you know, the parks lit up, but it's, there's almost no one there. Um, and it's, it's more, I think it is, it's more of a, it's a more exciting experience at, at Magic Kingdom than it is at Epcot. Um, you don't have to think it through so much. Yeah. So it's really not going to ma- affect you as much because your DVC and the DVC accommodations are all deluxe. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like, you don't even have to think about it, but put yourself in the shoes of somebody that's paying cash going down to Walt Disney mm-hmm. World. You have a choice between value, moderate, deluxe. Mm-hmm. Do you think the experiences that you had at the extra evening hours or something that might sway you from going moderate to deluxe for at least maybe part of the trip to experience this? I think so. I think if I was staying at a more expensive moderate room, one of the more, and I, I was sort of between that and a deluxe light, um, I might give up a sit down dining reservation or two to go ahead and stay at the deluxe light in order to access these hours, especially because it saved. I, at that time, space mountain was a individual lightning lane, fancy ride um, at that time. And seven dwarfs, mine train Remy's. um, I think maybe it was frozen at that time. I don't remember, but we saved, I think four individual lightning lane, fancy ride attractions by doing the, evening hours as opposed to not so you know when you have a family of four and there's four of those yeah times yeah i mean i I like the way you're thinking about it because if you think about it like you you put your money kind of in different buckets right you can put some in dining you can put some in souvenirs you can put some in you know uh, accommodations and tickets and so forth and what you can do if you really think about it the overall budget of the vacation you can without changing the overall budget Mm-hmm. Take some money out of one bucket and put it in up. Like you said, you know, instead of doing this big fancy meal, we'll replace that with a counter service meal that night. You know, some kind of fun counter service meal, though. Yeah. And then, you know, maybe splurge for one night at a deluxe and, you know, maybe have a pool day and take a day off the tickets and go, you know, or yeah. do, you know do something like that. I like the way you can maneuver things. That's a good way to think about yeah. things. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. OK, so another thing I want to talk about again, we're running out of time, but I got to get this in. Mm-hmm. So Typhoon Lagoon, I haven't been there in ages. <gasps> And I love this place. I love the Lazy River. But I mean, I'm, yeah. that's my that's my jam. I mean, I just yeah. like sitting on Lazy Rivers. But what did you guys think? It was unbelievable. I had never been to Typhoon Lagoon. I had only done Blizzard Beach. And that was about, it was over 20 years ago. Um, it was when I was a, a teenager. So this was to- something totally new for all of us. 
we went over. Um, again, I took the Uber because I didn't want to deal. Um, but we went over and you know what? It was so such an easy, relaxing day. I thought it was going to be harder with two kids, but it was once we got our chairs and set up, we were able to, you know, my daughter wanted to play in the kitty areas pretty much all day. My son, we took him on all the different raft rides. He loved Crushing Gusher. Absolutely oh, loved crushing it. Crushing Gusher. It, you know, it's the aqueduct on the on the Me. Disney dream and the Disney fantasy, but it's on land. Yeah. I mean, it's exactly what it's before they had that. It's so fun. He <laughs> loved it. Um, I liked Misadventure Falls the best, but he was really into Crushing Gusher. But um, yeah, we had, yeah, it was just a really nice relaxing day and just a good way to sort of take a break from the from theme parks, but still be active because, you know, sometimes... Sometimes, you know, you get a little bored, so it was fun. It was a really, I, we all really enjoyed it. You did mention, and I laughed when I read this earlier today, that the wave pool, you put in all caps, was rough. And I, I will tell you, because we used to go to the, we used to go to the water parks every trip. This was mm -hmm. years ago, like when Paige, who is now 25, my oldest, when she was younger, like the water parks were included in our tickets. Cause this was, I mean, this is how old I am back in the day. The tickets were called ultimate park hoppers. And so if you stayed at Walt Disney world for seven days, you got tickets to everything for seven days. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just, you didn't have to think about it and you go to the water parks, you go to the theme parks, you could go to Disney quest, you could do all the stuff. So we would always go, you know, a couple days to the water parks, we'd go to blizzard beach one day, typhoon lagoon. And I just remember, I know on two different occasions, that wa that wave pool got me to the point where uh. I had sunglasses on and I broke two different pair of sunglasses <laughs> in that wave pool because that wave hits you so hard. And I'm mm -hmm. wondering if it's because like I'm from Missouri and like I just like have a natural just an ignorance to like how waves work because like, you know, I'm like in the middle of like I'm landlocked. But I mean, I just get smacked. And I remember one time I held Paige and like. I'm like, here it comes, here it comes. And Paige was a little skinny thing. She was like seven. Mm -hmm. And I was holding her. And I mean, that wave hit me and she went fly. And like, I'm, oh, my glasses were all like broken and I'm like oh. sideways on my face. And I didn't know where Paige was. Like, she went flying. <laughs> uh, it was the craziest thing. I was just, that pool is, I mean, yes. it's fun, but it is no joke. I'm just saying, when it's you intense. get in, when that horn goes off, you just get, you better strap in. It's mm -hmm. no joke. That thing is not playing. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think, I think my, my husband took my daughter in and he was like, oh, no, no, no. This is too much. This is too much. And then no one believed him. And so my mom took my son and they, no, they came back and they were like, no, this is so rough. But like, it was so funny because no one believed the first time. I don't know if it's still like this, but like there's a horn that goes off, right? Yeah. When like yep. the, the big waves getting right. And it goes, whoosh. And like and the thing was like, I don't know if like it's still like this, but when we were there those days, like everybody would scream. Like, be like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> like, and we were set up right in front of it. So every doing? time it went off, we heard them all, and yeah, it was, it was great. It we're, was hysterical. We're paying all this money to be terrified by this big wave. Like it's like <laughs> uh, I don't know what's going on, but it was it was always a good time. Okay, so we don't have much more time, but let, let me kind of wrap this up because we've got to talk about the parks. We got to talk about Typhoon Lagoon, your dining, your stays. As we wrap this up, though, kind of summarize what this trip meant to you. Did you learn anything on this trip? Because you're a veteran Walt Disney World yeah. traveler. Or is there a story or a memory that you're going to always associate with this trip? I think, you know, I think what we learned on this trip was that I'm the planner. You know, I want to make everything work. I want to make everything go. I want to make sure everyone's having the best time. And, you know, sometimes you just have to, like Elsa said, let it go and, and go with the flow and enjoy it. We canceled so many dining reservations. We did, we did some, we did some great ones. You know, we, we did Hollywood Brown Derby. We did Garden Grill. We did, had some great times, but you know, we, we 
did a lot of counter service. We did a lot of impromptu things that we weren't expecting. And, you know, there was this one day, my son, you know, he, he didn't feel pretty good in the morning. He got better by the afternoon, but he was feeling a little lit. And it was just me and him. And we were walking by the quiet pool um, at the beach club because we were going to meet people. And we're huge Phineas and Ferb fans. Our family is, we're the ultimate Phineas and Ferb fan. It's our thing. And um, we saw a duck that looked like Candace. I thought, you still, say, I thought you say Perry, but okay, Candace. No, no. The duck looks, and he is still talking to this day about the duck that looked like Candace. Um, and we're still laughing about how how much that duck looked like Candace on that day. Um, you know, so and you know things like getting Gideon's cookies and the Wookie cookie, just like little snacky things, little fun things like that that really were really you know bonding. It bonded us all together. Um, that were, you know, we all really enjoyed and were able to talk about. And I think coming out of, you know, 2020 and 2021 and, you know, where we were homeschooling and, you know, we've all been home for so long was just getting out as a family and doing something that was, you know, so big and so exciting. It, I think it really sort of re-energized us all, sort of brought us back to life in a way that we, I wasn't expecting. I was like, we're going on a Disney trip, but it ended up being something more than that, so... Well, you know what? This show has really kind of revitalized me because we haven't had a trip report show here for a couple of weeks. And this is exactly what we needed on a Monday. And uh, I thank Charles and Eliza for being a part of this virtually by, you know, all the memories that they've got to make and you got to share for them here on the podcast. And it's just uh, you're exactly right, though. The memories we make as parents and, you know, as part of a, a larger family, whether you're there with friends or you know, your, your blood relatives, it, it is the small things. Like you said, I yeah. mean, sitting around eating cookies or Wookiee cookies, or like you said, just walking around and joking about the duck that looks like <laughs> Candace. I mean, it's so funny because before the trip, you're always like, here's what's going to be awesome. It's going to be yeah. this ADR. Like this, this, this dining reservation is crucial. Like this is the mm -hmm. cornerstone to the vacation. And then you come home and it's like, that person that we sat next to on the bus on day three of the trip that had on the weird sunglasses, like that's the memory we yeah. remember from the trip. Like, dude, what? I spent all this money to have that be the memory that we remember this trip about. But that's mm -hmm. the funny story that you come home with. And that's what I love about these kind of vacations. It's about people you're with and the memories you make. So Amy, I appreciate you taking the time. And thank this has been you. a great way Thanks to start the week. Me. And uh, tell the kids I said hello and thank them for listening to the show. And we'll have to do this again after your next big adventure. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mike. We loved having you. Thank you for having me. All righty. Don't forget today's show is brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. Check them out for all your Disney trip planning needs. All the agents are standing by right now here on a Monday to help you plan a magical Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney trip. All you need to do is swing by the magicforless.com today. Check out all the great trip planning tools right there at your disposal. And while you're there, fill out that free, no obligation quote form, and an agent will get back to you right away with some availability and some numbers, and we'll go from there. And we promise to take great care of you, get you little booking bonuses like Disney gift cards for working with us. It's awesome. Mention the Be Our Guest podcast, too, when you fill out that form. It really does help. So check them out today over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That one extra click really does help support everything we do here on the show. It's BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to the patrons of the Be Our Guest Podcast. You guys make this all possible. We put those shows out three to four times a week all around the world. Couldn't do it without your support, so thank you so much for that. And our patrons get that bonus show. It's not much, but we try. It's called Mike in the Midwest. It's the story of this guy. Growing up here in the middle of Missouri, fighting waves, losing sunglasses, and getting smoked out at Typhoon Lagoon. Hasn't been an episode yet, 
but it could be. You never know. So check it all out over at patreon.com slash be our guest podcast. Give me a follow on the social media. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at be our guest Mike. And we'll have a live show this Sunday night, 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central. So join us on Facebook and YouTube and give us a call. That's where we open up the phone lines and turn the show over to you. All right, until we get back together again on Wednesday for your listener questions. For Amy, I'm Mike, wishing you a great Monday. Time to head back to work. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.